This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates. You can always visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Lots of great tools and resources, some great ways you can connect with us, completely complimentary. If you visit us there, you'll be able to access our calendar, set up an initial phone call right there at a time that works for you, and we'll be happy to connect with you. You can see that calendar and schedule right at retirementreadyshow.com. And for our uh, cheesehead friends in Wisconsin, we have uh, some great upcoming workshops. We've taken a little break on the evening workshops. We've been plenty busy with all the great folks coming in from the different communities. But we're going to do an educational workshop here at the end of February, 21st and 22nd. We'll be out in Pewaukee, 6.30 p.m., one hour talking about the economy. Are we going to see the rate cuts? Everyone's talking about what does that mean for your retirement But we're also going to talk about some of the risks we're facing this year in an election year and some of the tax risks we want you to prepare for. We know taxes are on the rise in January 2026. There's some great things you can do between now and then to prevent that from really taking a bite out of your nest egg. So we're going to give you some actionable steps you can take. Those do fill up. So we want folks to register ahead of time. You can see those dates and times and register right at retirementreadyshow.com. Got my buddy, Randy Winkler. Hey, Tony. Silver Fox. <laughs> we were at a uh, dinner all together, and we were, you were getting teased a little bit. Yes, and my, my wife is kind of pivoted. Now she's starting to have some fun oh, with that. Oh, I uh, love it. She I was we've got to market that. I'm like, yeah, oh, no, we, we don't. Should. You got those steely <laughs> blue eyes. and you know. oh, I don't know what to say. And Randy, we're participating again. I'm really excited about this. Um, Feeding America has kicked off its 2024 PBJ Challenge um, with the Milwaukee Bucks superstar Bobby Portis. And we're really excited to announce that once again, we're a sponsor for such a great cause. They have some really kind of statistics they really dive into it it gets pretty upsetting but one out of eight children don't know where their meals coming from and you know that's a pretty big number so if you're looking for ways to get involved you can donate at feedingamericawi.org slash pbj or you can stop by the offices drop off a donation of peanut butter or jelly and we want to really help uh, spread the love and take care of those kids maybe one pbj at a time I like that. Spread the love. Is That's that right. The marketing? You like that one? That was <laughs> yeah. good, right? That's good. Hey, I worked on that one for a while. <laughs> Should be in marketing. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Or not. <laughs> or not is probably the answer. But a uh, great topic this week, Randy. I'm excited to talk about it. You know, I think when it comes to retirement, we talk about this a lot. It, it comes down to having a plan. And and I always love your line when, you know, someone comes in and says, oh, is the you know market going to affect my retirement? Or can I buy a car? Or can we go on this trip? Uh, I love how you say it, Randy. You say, well, I don't know. Let's see what the plan says, right? Let's see what the math says. And, and we have these great tools to help with that. But, you know, retirement, you know, is a dream for so many, but it's not always easy to achieve and really requires that we look at the number of things that could threaten our retirement and derail it. And then we really have to come up with these effective strategies to help manage those risks. If you fail to prepare, 
you're going to eventually probably fail at some point. So we really want to make sure you're prepared. And that's why we create our comprehensive retirement ready roadmap, addressing those five areas. So many times, Randy, you and I, we sit down with the new family and a lot of times they have a portfolio, but they don't have a plan. Right. And there's so many areas we want to think about and address when we come into this great stage of life in our golden years. Uh, so we want to talk today how a seasoned financial advisor can help you navigate these challenges and really assess your entire financial situation to come up with strategies to help mitigate or manage some of these potential risks. So, I don't know, grab a cup of coffee, maybe a hot tea this time of year and and buckle in. You know, I think when it comes to retirement, it's kind of, I like the analogy of a house. Have you ever built a house, Randy? I have not. I built one. Right. And, and I remember I'm not the handiest guy in the world. I, you know, I love my great dad, but he wasn't a handy guy. So I didn't grow up kind of building things and working on things. But when I built my house, I remember the day I walked up. I like to come and kind of see the progress. And mm -hmm. I brought my little guy one day and they threw him up on the big earth mover and he got to ride around on a tractor. But I walked up one day and the foundation was there. And I remember thinking, well, this is not the most exciting part of the process. I didn't really understand the mechanics of how the foundation worked and, you know, it was confusing for me, but arguably the most important, right? Because if that foundation is off and I get cracks, it doesn't matter what pretty paint or cabinets or flooring or countertops, whatever your thing is, doesn't matter what I pick, that's all going to crumble, and, and I think the same, you know, kind of comes into play when, when you are building your financial plan, because there are risks, there are things that are important. And I kind of relate the foundation to your income in retirement. So many folks are asking some version of a question, do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay? And if you have that question in your mind, you may or may not realize it, but you're really asking about income. You're asking, am I going to have the income I need? to support my lifestyle, even if I live a long time, or even if I go through a high inflationary period, or even if the market doesn't do well, or maybe fun stuff, right? Maybe uh, our dreams change and we want to do something else, right? Can, can we do those things? And I think that becomes, you know, a critical part of the plan and we need all these pieces working together. So, you know, I think selecting the right investments is really only part of the equation, when it comes to having a, re a comfortable retirement, you want to effectively manage the risk that we all face. And, and without a clear, comprehensive plan, that becomes difficult. So, you know, let, let's jump in kind of with that topic, Randy. You know, why is it important to have this comprehensive retirement planning? Yeah, I'm reminded of a saying I heard years ago, and I'm not sure who to attribute it to. I know who I heard it from, but uh, he said, failing the plan is planning to fail. So, uh, and we say all the time, a lot of people have a portfolio, but they don't have a plan. How do you take all of these pieces and make it into something comprehensive? They, they're very common. They say that people spend more time planning their vacation than they spend planning their retirement. You'd never get on the road and start driving and say, well, you know, we'll see where we end up. You know, vacations, I think we're generally going south, but people do that with retirement quite often. So, there's a lot of different pieces to it. And we're going to talk about many of them today, but the important, the important part is to take a look at the whole, that all of it together comprehensively, your income plan is going to affect your investments. Your investments are going to affect your taxes, um, that your income is also going to affect your healthcare and your expenses there, your estate plan. So taking a look at all of those different pieces, how they work together, having the different members of the team talking to each other, not just, well, that's something you talk to your accountant about, or I'll go talk to your attorney. You're not getting, uh, 
uh, great direction uh, if it's not uh, comprehensive. So it's just getting that that holistic, taking a look at the whole piece is very important. And then you can also identify, kind of like when you're going to a doctor, well, here's an area that we need to, we need to concentrate on because it's a problem. This other area looks pretty strong. So uh, just taking the look at the entire mix. So mixing travel and doctors in my analogies today, but uh, you I need love it. <laughs> well, I think it's a great analogy to think about the doctor as well, because, you know, when it comes to a specialist, you know, a lot of people may or may not realize we really focus on working with people that are in retirement or rapidly approaching retirement. And I know, Randy, I won't uh, I won't age us, but we're not getting any younger. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when you get to, to this age, there's, you know, certain special specialists you have to go to for certain procedures that we won't talk about on the radio. Right. But Fun stuff or, or maybe an easier <laughs> analogy is, that, you know, if I'm having some heart issues, I'm not going to go to my general practitioner. I'm going to go to a cardiologist that really specializes in that. And what I found over the years, I was really driven to this part of the industry because of my grandparents' experience. They were both children of the Depression. And even though Grandpa, he was a World War II Navy vet, and he went on to literally become a, a PhD, a doctor in economics. So very brilliant guy. But emotionally, the impact on them as children of the Great Depression was so great. He spent five or six decades talking about the next Great Depression was right around the corner, and they never invested in anything but bank CDs. Right. Because it was so impactful. They were so afraid to lose. And, you know, I, I often think, you know, if I could have advised them back then, even a conservative plan, the things they could have done, the retirement they could have enjoyed, they were conservative spenders. So they still had a fine retirement, but there was a lot more they could have done with, with a plan. And, and I think that's really important. So it's, I think it's important to find a specialist because through that process of becoming a financial advisor and a CFP and learning there are some things specific to retirement. There's some things that are different. It's a different stage of life. There's different concerns, different approaches from a risk perspective, tax planning, thinking about the healthcare risks, you know, all these different areas that we build together in these comprehensive plans. And that does take a different skill set. And I know you and I do a, a ton of continuing education each year. I love taxes and I am embarrassed to say how many hours I spend on, on tax <laughs> education each year. But, you know, I, I don't know, frankly, how people are kind of a... I don't know, a jack of all trades and they work with people of all different ages because it is really very different skill right. sets. You reminded me when you mentioned the, the heart specialist, I've been going to some heart doctors and one thing, an analogy I never thought of while I was going through it, they didn't use a ton of terminology with me that I didn't understand. They put it, they said, there's two parts. You're going to meet with the plumber and you're going to meet with the electrician. And I thought, I I like, okay, it. I get that. And they said, hey, the plumbing's fine, but there's a problem with the electrical part. So you need to go to this. So they, they put it in and I thought, I never thought of it till right now. They put used an analogy that I understood to make it easier for what I'm going through. So we do the same thing with uh, with our analogies with people because they don't care about sharp ratios and betas and all of these other skewness and kurtosis. And there's all this fun stuff that we can geek out on that most clients, they couldn't care less. We're going to talk about, okay, this vehicle is going to get you to the destination that you want. You know, we need to do this checkup to prevent this medical problem. And a lot of people go, oh, okay. I, I, nobody's ever put it that way before. So we, we like to make sure we talk in your language so you understand what we're doing and why. I think communication is such a critical comp component in retirement. I, I You know, over the years, I can't even 
keep track of how many people that came in and said, hey, my advisor, he or she just doesn't listen to me or they talk in a way I don't understand. And I just kind of do the bobblehead. Mm -hmm. And then I walk out more confused than when I came in. And I, I think effective communication is important. There's so many people out there that did what they were supposed to do. They were great savers for many, many decades. But you don't have to feel like you need to be a financial expert. I think a lot of families we meet are a little intimidated at first because they may have saved well even seven figures or multiple seven figures but they're like you know i don't know how this all comes together at this stage i just did the saving and i kind of woke up at this magical retirement date and i have these balances but is it enough how do i manage it taxes health care right there's all these things that can get overwhelming so really being able to show you in a way and, and it's the moment i think we love randy where the light bulb turns on and there's that sense of relief and that's a, a great experience that we get to have with folks today great topic randy we're talking about you know i, I think the idea of retirement for so many people can be overwhelming right and, and it's probably I, I don't know about you randy but when i think way back to the beginning when i started working with retirees we often joke you and i are both kind of math and data nerds we love taxes the mistake I would say I made early in my career is I was so focused on the numbers and the math. And, and, and I don't mean to discredit that, that it's not important, but I didn't have the experience as a young guy yet to realize that this is also an emotional journey, retiring, mm -hmm. right? I mean, on so many levels, you're, for a lot of people are giving up their social network at work, you know, they're giving up their kind of sense of value that they were accomplishing something. But then you think about all the financial risks, right? Did I do everything right? Is there something I'm missing that I'm not even aware I should be asking? You know, do I have enough money? What are taxes going to do? All these things. And there are some risks that have to be accounted for, but the great news is they can be. Yes. In a good comprehensive plan, you can plan for these. So we're running through some of those risks. First one is one that we've, uh, you know, hopefully it's starting to pull back here, but it's one we've all gone through here recently at a very big level, and that's inflation. Yeah, and inflation's a big one that the do-it-yourselfers often overlook. We've met with some clients over the years many times that they're great investors. They're doing a fantastic job for themselves, but the two things that we commonly see overlooked is inflation and taxes. So if you're not factoring in inflation and you've got this great plan and you, you think you're going to be fine, but you're not factoring in that, hey, 10 years from now, things might cost 20 as much as they do now, uh, that plan's not going to work. So inflation is something not to be scared of. There's even advantages when, you know, lately there's a lot of people that are enjoying putting money in CDs, you know, so that can be a plus. You're probably not enjoying it if you have to refinance your mortgage or buy a new house. So there's pluses and minuses, but uh, it needs to be factored in. Um, and like you said, it looks like it's kind of tapering off and, and coming down a little bit. I just recently saw the numbers uh, for last year. It looks like we had about 3.75 inflation where the previous two years were around six and a half, seven and a half. So uh, it's getting back down to the, the, the average has been about three, three and a quarter um, the last hundred years. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your retirement ready roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now back to the podcast. Well, but that, I think that's a great variation, right? I mean, a lot of people that I've met do-it-yourselfers or people that come in with plans from other advisors, they like to use the 10-year rate, which is still in the twos, even with the high, high rates we've had the last couple of years. And 
I get it because I understand the math. If you're an advisor and you want to make somebody's plan look pretty rosy, you can use a very low inflation rate, maybe even say, hey, we're going to make 10, 12% a year and use a crazy high average. And boy, the numbers are going to look exciting. Mm -hmm. But is that realistic? I would argue no. Yeah. Right. And, and that's why we like to use the 100 year rate. Now, oftentimes when I look at a client that's been here for 15, 16 plus years, We'll look back in my initial plan, and I've overstated their expenses, right? I, I overstated inflation a little bit, but I did that intentionally because I'd rather plan for too much income needs than not enough. And I think, Randy, most of the people that tune in are, are conservative financially by nature, you know, at this stage of life and maybe in our part of the country. But, you know, I, I think a lot of people appreciate that that kind of conservativeness when it comes to finances. Let's count on too much income needs, right? So let's use a, a kind of ugly inflation rate. Let's understate our returns and let's plan on some inflationary periods, some bad market periods. Let's test for all of that. And at the end of that exercise, if we can say, yeah, you're going to be okay, then boy, you can really rest at night and not have to worry about staring at the talking heads on whatever business channel, right? I've had people over the years say, boy, those are pretty conservative assumptions. And I usually tell them, I'm like, well, if you come back in 10 years and say, hey, I've got 3 million more than you said, you're probably not going to be too upset. Right, exactly. But if you come back at 75 or, or 10 years from now and say, hey, I got to go back to work, that's not a conversation I want to have. So right. we're going we're gonna, to uh, hope for the best, but plan for the worst. Great, great approach. Next one we've got to think about, Randy, is market volatility, right? Especially early in retirement. Great news again on this topic is there's absolutely ways to plan for it. But but it's really the concept that, you know, early, losses early in retirement can be very impactful on the longevity of your portfolio. So it's something we have to consider. Yeah, and I heard a statistic last week at a seminar that I found um, really nice, not really startling, but I thought it was great that since 1950, we've been in a bull market 83% of the time. So most of the time we've been in an up market. You know, so there's still 17% of the type that we're not in a market and we need to account uh, an up market. We need to account for that, but that's not a bad market. I, I stress with people all the time. There's not a good or a bad market is just, are you in it appropriately for your time frame? If you have a short time frame, you probably shouldn't be in the market. If you have a long time frame, the, the volatility is your friend. So if you have someone watching out for you, you've taken risk into account, taking a look at, you know, what your goals are, put together an appropriate portfolio. There's no such thing as a bad market. And a lot of people kind of look at you when you tell them that. But after a few years, they're like, yeah, you're right. We're taking advantages of the of the sales and we're, uh, we're enjoying it when everything is uh, is up. Well, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of very wealthy, famous investors that have made a career out of, you know, buying when everybody else is panicking and selling when everybody else is overconfident. Right. I yeah. mean, it's that, you know, it's that analogy when it when it's on fire, they're running in when everybody else is running out. And and that's easy to do conceptually. It's harder to do in retirement when you don't have that income anymore. So understanding your risk tolerance and that's part of our process randy when we sit down with some it's a complimentary process but we're going to take a look at what what i refer to you as your emotional risk what's the level of risk you're comfortable taking right from one to 99 what's your risk number and then we're going to associate that with what that means from a loss and a gain perspective but then we take the next step and we look at your current investments with us or not and we say okay how much risk are you actually taking and that can sometimes be a little bit of an eye-opening experience. It's not uncommon that we meet somebody from the community that, that, that takes us up on this complimentary offer. And, 
And sometimes they're taking double the risk they're comfortable yeah. taking. And, and it doesn't mean that anything's on fire. We don't have to hit the panic button, but it's just data for us to consider that maybe in the appropriate way, we want to start to work on a plan to reduce that risk over time, especially if we can afford to reduce that risk and not worry about running out of our money. Then then it begs the question, why take risk you don't need, right, if you've already run the game? And, and I think that goes into our next point, Randy, which is, you know, technical name is sequence of return risk. I started talking about it earlier, but it's this risk of losing money early in retirement. Right. And I, I think there's a couple of quotes from Warren Buffett, who is just one of the best guys at being patient, uh, two that I love and I quote all the time. He says that there's uh, two kinds of markets, a bear market, I'm sorry, a bull market and a big sale. So things are either up or they're on sale. And then the other one I like is um, a bear market is when stocks are returned to their rightful owners. So <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. So when, when you've got you've got a plan and you've got uh, you've got your time frame, take a look and you've got your safe bucket, your boring bucket set up. So, hey, the market's down a little bit right now. Hey, that's great for our long-term money. We're repositioning it where people get in trouble. And this, this was really illustrated in 2008. Somebody's got a million dollars they retire. And then a couple months later, they have $600,000 and they're going back to work. If they had taken the time to, Hey, we've got, uh, we've got an income plan set up. We've got a safe bucket set up. That was a once in a lifetime opportunity for the money that it, some of it was down, but the next decade after that, they made a lot of money if they didn't panic and get out. And then when you get back in, when it's expensive, so. Yeah, and we saw that, I mean, even recently with COVID, right? I mean, oh, yeah. really the fastest decline in market history. And I even, I've talked about it before. I have a, a friend in the industry, different part of the country, but not with his client's money, fortunately, but he was approaching, you know, selling his practice and, and retirement. Um, he's, you know, quite a bit older than I am and, and panicked and, and to put all his money in bonds. And then he missed this epic market right. run, right? And this is a professional in the industry, right? Very successful guy. So with your own money, it's so easy to do that. And, and we talk about it a lot, Randy. This is not an area for emotions. This is an area for math. Yeah, I like to use that. Going back to the doctor analogy, you never want to have an exciting meeting with your doctor or your financial planner. <laughs> you want to hear you're good, you're okay. That's right. You know, maybe we need to work on a couple of things here, but you want it to be a you know very uneventful, non-exciting meeting. Uh, That's a great point. I mean, sometimes a boring approach at this stage in life is is appropriate because we're just not in the stage of life we want to be taking big, exciting risks. Right? There's a time of life for that when you're working and you're trying to grow those balances. But at this point, we want to know it's going to be there for our income needs know it can survive these various risks that we're talking about today and it's really going to be there for us for the long haul and sometimes maybe that that boring plan is the the winner in, in this scenario and kind of great topic randy here we're talking about really it boils down to the importance of having a plan having a retirement ready roadmap because there are so many risks and, and what I, I the biggest message i hope people get out of this week's show is I don't want these risks to become paralyzing. They're risks that can be managed, they're risks that can be dealt with, and you don't have to have a retirement where you're staring at the you know talking head on a business channel, worrying about every little move in the market. There's a lot of ways to plan for these things where you know it's been tested for the various economies that we can go through, and you can enjoy your retirement and not worry about the money in retirement. And one big area, in which you can do that is taxes. And, and we talk about it a lot, Randy, and 
I think I may have stolen this analogy from you, actually. But, you know, when we talk about taxes, I, I think a lot of people automatically their brain goes to tax returns. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're in that time of year where everybody's thinking about tax returns. We're getting all of our tax statements in the mail or email. And and you have to do that. And you have to find a professional. If you don't do it yourself, they can do it well for you. And that that's important. But the analogy that we use, Randy, is that's like looking in a rear view mirror. Right. We're looking backwards 12 months and we're trying to get your taxes as low as possible. What doesn't happen, and it's not always the tax professional's fault, you know, you're engaging him or her to do your tax returns. You're not necessarily hiring them to do forward looking tax planning. But what we're talking about here is looking out the front windshield of the car. What steps can we take? So the next 20, 30 years of your retirement, we pay as little taxes as possible. Or if you're a family where it's important to pass money on or it's likely you're not going to spend it all, how do we make sure Uncle Sam doesn't become the largest beneficiary? There's been some tough tax code changes here mm-hmm. in the last handful of years that have made it you know, less advantageous for beneficiaries inheriting money. And you could be at risk of having Uncle Sam being a very large beneficiary. So how do we put those kind of steps into place. And I don't know, Randy, with the people that you meet with, but I think so many people hear tax planning and their brain says, oh, I have to be Mark Zuckerberg or Bill Gates with billions of dollars, right? No, we're talking about strategies that can help everyday average Americans just like you and I, Mm -hmm. right? People just like you, and these can really be effective. It's not uncommon, you know, if we put together a great plan where we can see, you know, six figures in tax savings over somebody's retirement. That's a substantial amount of money that's still in your accounts. Yeah, And and we meet with a lot of people that are good savers. They've been investing in their 401k, they've been putting money aside, and they've got big buckets of money in different places. But when it comes to time to withdraw the money, you know, they go from accumulation to distribution mode. Where do you go? If you take it out of your IRA or your 401k, you're paying taxes on it. If you take it out of your Roth, you're not. If you take it out of your currently taxable bucket, you're paying capital gains taxes. So it's, there's a lot of, I was talking to somebody recently, we meet a lot of do-it-yourself investors. We don't meet a lot of do-it-yourself tax planners because it's not something that most people find fun or you're probably working here with us. But uh, for the uh, the tax planning, when we take a look at it, and just an example, let's say we need $100,000 in, in income. And let's say the top of the bracket that we're working with is at 50. I'm just making up a bracket. If we take 50 out of your IRA, we've just maxed that bracket. And then we have to get the 50, the other 50 from somewhere else. Does that come from the Roth? Does it come from our non-qualified, our currently taxable account? A lot of people are, I probably should have given you a disclaimer. If you're driving, please pull over. We don't want you to doze off now that we're talking about tax strategies, but it's, it's really, really impactful. You don't have a lot of control of your tax bracket while you're working. You have a lot of control over it in retirement, picking which bucket you're drawing from at what time. And then when you take a step back from that, you take a look at it. I'm like, okay, based on the taxation, how should I be investing within this bucket? For a lot of people, your, your Roth IRA is the place where you're probably going to be the most aggressive because you're never going to pay taxes on it again, assuming they don't change the laws. But uh, that, that's an area that is very, very interesting. And I think it's very easy to explain to people because we've got the tools and we've got the experience. But most people haven't considered that when looking at retirement and the taxes it's going to cost them. And as you mentioned, Tony, it's probably your biggest expense in retirement. And we want to limit that as much as possible. Yeah, we really do want to limit that. And I think kind of sometimes right now the 
part of taxes that aren't talked about a little bit. And now we're getting a little bit beyond the current law. We know currently taxes, unless a new law is passed, are going to go up in January 2026. So I'm going to get a little bit into opinion here, which I try to avoid doing, but I think it's really important to consider this. If you think about our country's debt, it's staggering, right? And we're really only in the second time period in U.S. history where we've had more debt as a country than income, right? Debt to GDP. And the last time that happened, the top tax bracket was up at 94%, right? And I'm not suggesting we're going to go to that, but I am suggesting there's not a great solution, right? And we'll share some statistics in weeks to come, but the amount of money that is spent by Washington just continues, and it's both sides of the aisle, continues to grow, continues to grow, continues to grow. So a couple solutions, right? I mean, the politicians could spend less, doubtful, right? <laughs> Very doubtful. <laughs> right. I mean, we could cut, you know, social benefits. Again, probably doubtful, right? Our retirees are a huge voting demographic and they're you know, reliant upon some of these benefits they planned on their whole lives. And, and and so really the only remaining option is to raise taxes. So I think it really has to be on the table. Even if we can agree we're not going to 94%, there's a lot of room to move to the middle. And I think we're going to hear this year, particularly with the, with the kind of campaigns, that, oh, unless you make 400000 or more, you're not going to see a tax increase. Well, that's simply, you know, not the case, right? We know in January 26, all the rates are indexing up. You look at the average rate back, you know, last time we hit it after, you know, kind of World War II, and average rate was a lot higher than it is today. So I think it's something we have to pay attention to, and it's just another reason why this kind of forward-looking tax planning is so critical. Yeah, and the simple strategy is can we pay the taxes now while they're low so we don't have to pay them later? That's the idea of the Roth conversion, but that's yeah. one of hundreds of different strategies that you can do to to mitigate that tax bill. You can't get out of paying it, but we want to pay as little as is humanly and legally yeah. possible. I always say there's two taxes, mandatory and optional. Right. A lot of people are paying optional taxes they don't need to pay with proper planning. And to your point, Randy, there's some great charitable strategies. You don't need to be giving away millions of dollars. If you're putting in $20 in the church basket each week, there might be a more effective way to do that where you get some of that tax benefit back. And if you have a, a highly appreciated capital asset, a business, a, a property, uh, even a stock, there may be some great ways to reduce that capital gains uh, if you're considering selling that. And so it's important to think about. We also, Randy, big thing we want to think about in retirement is unexpected expenses. These can pop up and they can really derail your plan. Yeah, I work with, uh, I use a uh, budget uh, software for years and years and years, and they call it rolling with the punches. You don't know what's going to come up. You need to have a plan for it. That's uh, another saying. I know we've said this in the past. Dave Ramsey has a saying, if you have an emergency fund, you don't have emergencies, which I really like. So you, if you assume everything's going to go well, you know, I just, let's get back to travel. If you're you know driving down to, to uh, Disney World, do you assume you're not going to hit any traffic or construction or weather? You know, it's going to happen. You're not going to turn around and go home when that happens. You just have to have a plan for it. If you're aware that it's going to come up, you don't like it, you're not going to enjoy it. But if you've got a plan for it, it's not going to be a problem. So having an emergency fund, having some short-term funds, a lot of people are like, hey, I want to get the maximum return. I'm like, okay, well, what if we have a down market and you're you need a new roof? So we need to have some some boring money that's set aside that's ready for it if you if you need it hopefully you don't you know i was what if we don't have an emergency i'm like well then you're gonna say you know well, that should have been in the market but you know we don't have a crystal ball so we need to have a plan 
that's what it really boils down to. And that, that's really what we provide for folks, Randy, is a comprehensive plan. And great part, it's a two-step process. It's completely complimentary. But we're going to really address these five key areas in retirement. Of course, we're going to take a look at investments. And frankly, a lot of people we meet coming in, investments aren't that bad. There might be some things we can do to make it more efficient, maybe cut out some risk, maybe reduce fees, or it might be really, really good. But we also have four other areas we want to think about. We want an income plan. We want to know exactly where your income is coming from, from what account, what order, and how long it's going to last. We want to plan for family, both continuity, health, wellness, but also succession planning, right? Making sure your wishes are followed. We want to plan for health care. We talked about the, you know, go-go years, the slow-go years, and the no-go years. We want to plan for those no-go years when we expect health care costs to rise, when we have a higher risk of potentially winding up in a nursing home and having a new six-figure bill that we didn't plan for. We want to plan for that and, of course, the taxes that we've been talking about. So we're going to sit down with you initially, fact-finding mission, get to know you better, get to understand the why behind your retirement. Why did you save all these years? Then we're going to do, our team is going to do, you know, four to six hours of homework in between appointments. We'll get back together, present you with some ideas on concepts on how we think you can help improve your retirement. We'd love to sit down with you and do that. Again, that's a complimentary process. It's available to everyone. You've been tuned in to the Retirement Ready Show. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Drake & Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake & Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake & Associates LLC.